Um, all right, well, that was uh, it's definitely a great um, honor for me to be part of Rodney's um, induction today. So um, it's great to have all these guys back, uh, especially Willie and, and uh, you know, Rodney yesterday, Randy. I've seen a lot of guys this week, so you know it's always good to see them. Of course, Kevin, Troy's been around, Teddy, so great to see all these guys. Um, you know, from our standpoint, um, just trying to string string some days together here. Uh, this is our fifth day uh, in practice with the whole group, so you know we're we're gaining on things. Still got a long way to go, and um, you know start to uh, work in a little bit of situational football. Um, continue to build on our fundamentals and. Uh, just adding some things scheme-wise uh, to try to you know, complete our installation, but we're still a ways off on that. We'll just keep grinding it out here day to day, and this be a good chance tonight to you know handle some balls in the in the stadium under the lights and you know things like that. Just get a little bit of accustomed to you know being here in the stadium. We won't be back for a little while, so it's um, a good chance to do that. Billy told uh, Willie McGinnis the other day that you're going to be more involved with the defense this year. Uh, what exactly will that entail? Uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Training camp is training camp. We'll see how things go um, during the year. But you know, I like the coaches that are on the defensive staff. I think they work hard. They they work well together. Um, you know, I think it's you know it's come together, and we'll just keep taking it day by day and see how it works out. With uh, such a young coaching staff, uh, do you anticipate handling play calling duties yourself? Is it a collaborative effort? How's that work? We'll do what we feel like best for the team. How do you think Gerard Mayo's handling the play calling so far in camp? Uh, well, we, we're not calling anything in camp yet. Oh, that's not, that's, he's not calling any plays on that. What, what's he doing with the headset there? Well, the plays are all scripted. Can he be a valuable person just for the communication aspect as he yeah, does? Yeah, Gerard's great. Yeah, no, Gerard's great. He's, he brings a lot of a lot of value to our football team and our defense in, in so many ways. So, yeah, absolutely. Does that, does that make it harder for you to coach offense and special teams if you focus more on defense? Uh, well, I mean, Josh and I and, and Joe and I have been together for a long time. Um, so, I mean, look, there's always new things to, to deal with and communicate on, but... You know, we have a pretty good history together, and I think we can work pretty pretty quickly and pretty efficiently about what the problems are, how we're going to fix them, um, what we want to get done, how we want to do it, and so forth. So, Josh does a great job. Um, Joe does a great job. I mean, honestly, they. I mean, I can let them do what they they need to do. They don't really need me. They're they're pretty self sufficient. But in terms of tying it all together, we you know we communicate regularly and try again try to do what's best for the team. Is it a pretty seamless transition for Gerard to adjust to, adjust to coaching? Yeah, you have to ask him that. What goes into that script that you make, that you put in place, that you formulate what you guys are going to work on? Well, there's a whole planning structure to the whole to training camp and everything we do. But we do drills defensively against the offense that benefit us, benefit the offense, so that each side has a chance to know what the other side's doing so that it's not a, you know, one side's not unprepared for something that happens or vice versa, and then we don't get anything out of it because we haven't covered it. So that's not really very beneficial. We want to try to match things up that 
are competitive and that we realistically are going to see from either direction and you know build that going forward and then there'll be a point in time when we won't do that but for right now to get it taught and to get it installed and to see what we need to see you know you don't want to end up running the same play against the same defense four times in a row because it just dialed up that way you want to be able to orchestrate it so that you get different looks at different plays and the offense sees different things and so forth. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's learned well. Um, he's played multiple positions. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we still have a long way to go. There's a lot of things that uh, are going to happen here in camp. Um, See how it all turns out. I don't know. But he's done a good job. Something Michael Bennett uh, told us yesterday was that Marty told him that one thing coming here to New England is you like to ask some players to be, you know, play outside their comfort level. And I'm curious from you how that varies maybe from player to player. If you and the staff have to determine what you might be able to ask a player who has been used to a certain way of playing throughout his career and how that might vary. Yeah, I don't know. It would probably depend on the player. And what I ask the player to do is what I think is best for the team. That, that's what I ask him to do. So if it helps the team, I'll ask him to do it. How far that is or isn't out of whatever it is he's done before. I mean, I'm not really sure it sometimes. But I just try to do what I think is best for the team. Ask the players to do that. Sometimes they can do it, sometimes it doesn't work out so well. Maybe we have to find another way to do it or find somebody else to do it. or you know, I don't know. You've talked several times about you don't really know a player until you coach them here, until they get here in the system. Absolutely. Does that, I mean, does that time period in, in terms of kind of evaluating what they can handle and what they can't vary from player to player maybe is what I'm trying Absolutely. to Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think a player, until a player's had enough experience and uh, comfort and confidence in what he's doing. It's it's hard to really see where the you know how high it's going to go. So you know, it's like anything any of us do. If we're, we do it often enough and get comfortable with it and confident in what we can do, we'll do it probably pretty close to as well as we can do it. And if we don't, then it'll be a lot less than that. Bill, have you seen Joe Tooney embrace the challenge of playing some left tackle? Yeah, Joe's played. Uh, he's played a couple different positions. Uh, you know, last year we had him working at center. We have other guys that are playing multiple spots. So, you know, that's part of what we do in all positions to build our depth. Um, helps everybody understand the overall concept of the play, and it gives us depth for you know, later on down the line when we might need people to, you know, play a different spot or, you know, have to move people around. Is it pretty rare to find someone who can play center guard and tackle like him? Um, yeah, well, again, some guys are more versatile than others. I mean, some guys are really good at playing one spot and, you know, doing that. I mean, you know, Mankins played a lot of tackle. Uh, he played some center. I mean, he played a lot of guard, played some center, and they played tackle against Baltimore uh, when we needed him, um, you know, in a key game at the end of the season. So, uh, you know, you just never know. Sometimes you... You know, you might need it a lot. Sometimes you might not need it all. Maybe you just need it, you know, for a game or two. But if it's a critical game, you just want to be prepared for that. You know, if you only have eight linemen at the game, sometimes seven linemen active for the game, you know, you got to have guys that can play multiple spots. So that's very important at that position. You, you can't have five right tackles, five right guards, five center. I mean, there's no team in the league that has ten linemen active for a game. So 
you've got to build your depth from somewhere. Your backup player's got to be able to play multiple spots, or your one of your starters has to be able to move if your backup doesn't have quite as much flexibility. So, one way or another, you got to you've got to get that covered. Dan Skipper was only here for a few weeks last year, right at the end of the season. Do you have a good sense of what you guys would be getting in him heading into this year? Or are you kind of almost getting a first look at him now? Yeah, he was only here for a couple of weeks. He came, uh, I want to say, the week before the week before our first playoff game against the Chargers. So, yeah, a couple of weeks of practice. But you know, Dan works hard. He has a, some experience in the league, um, and you know, certainly had a good opportunity to learn our system a little bit last year, and then you know was here really regularly in when the season was over and into the off-season program. So he got off to a good start there. Has built on that. So. Um, you know, he's competing well. He's, you know, we'll see how it goes. He'll get a good opportunity. He's earned that. He's put himself in position to compete. So we'll see how, how, see how it goes. Obviously, you want length at offensive tackle. How much does his, I guess, unusual length give him um, you know, at, at that position? I mean, it's similar to Solder. You know, both guys are around 6'9". Hmm. Two final questions. You get a fine? Yeah, I mean, um, do you guys have that? Do you guys have a fine system? <laughs> just let it go? Donation of the Jimmy Fund or something like that, yeah. How does more feel look out there in terms of the saw, the grass? Have you taken a look at it before? On the game field? Yes. Yeah, well, it's a soccer field. so. What do you, you uh, have you been impressed by Joe Judge's ability to drop the receivers in special teams? It seems like he's got a lot of work on his hands. Yeah, Joe's a really good coach. Joe does a good job. He's smart. Um, you know, he played quarterback. He played offense, so he has a good offensive background. Um, there are a lot of defensive principles in special teams. He's a good defensive coach, teaching those fundamentals and, and techniques in the kicking game, but they would carry over to defense. So I'm Joe could probably coach any position on the field. I think he does an excellent job of uh, teaching players, and um, you know, he thinks quickly. The game comes easy to him, and you know, he understands concepts and adjustments and uh, and fundamental techniques. So, it's a mark of a good coach. I'd definitely put him in that category. Like One last question. You, um, just to go back to Rodney, that 0405 team, um, Rodney had big success in that playoffs. Um, he was probably a big leader on, especially in the postseason. Yeah, he and Willie. I mean, if you're looking for playoff, you know, if you're looking for playoff, great playoff games, those two guys, they played great football all the time, but they, they played their best in the playoff games. So, yep. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say um, about Rodney, you know, you always classify him as playing in the big moments. Um, and that must have been gratifying for him because he broke his arm the year before that. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, similar to Pat Chung this year. Um, you know, you see those guys at the end of the game, and they're you know elated for the team's success. But as competitive as Pat is or Rodney is, they wanted to you know be able to contribute more more to it. But uh, of course, we wouldn't have gotten where we were without them, either one of them in their respective years. So, uh, but yeah, Rodney's. You know, had a, had a great year in 04. Um, 
and he just, you know, I mean, he was a great player every week, every game, but the big games, um, I mean, the Pittsburgh game, the Colts game, I mean, you just go right down the line. He's big hits, interceptions, tackle for loss, plus all the other little things that he did. He played every position. He played corner, he played safety, strong safety, weak safety. Played linebacker, he blitzed, he tackled, he stopped the run, he played man-to-man, he played zone. You know, he was a, a very versatile and, and impact player, I thought, in basically every play that he was on the field for. I'm sure offenses were keen on him and you know, had to game plan for him you know, continuously because he was so disruptive and um, very, very hard to block, very hard to block. So, yeah, he... Those kind of players make you a great coach. He's a good one. Okay, thank you.